This is episode number 62 with the founder and CEO of No H2O, Emmett O'Brien. Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Before we drop into the episode, a quick message from our sponsor, 919 Marketing. I've worked with 919 Marketing for years, and there's no one I trust more with my marketing needs in any of our businesses. I've worked with them in our franchise businesses, in my consulting business. I've worked with them on the franchisor side, and I love working with 919 because they take the time to listen. They take the time to understand what it is I'm looking to accomplish through my marketing, who I'm trying to reach, and then they help me put a plan together to do just that. I've worked with tons of marketing companies over the years, and too often it's a one-size-fits-all approach, but not with 919 Marketing. In addition to that, they've developed some amazing technology called 919 Insights, franchising's first and only AI-powered analytics platform. With 919 Insights in place, 919 Marketing can identify the exact topics that matter to your franchise candidates and provide the specific roadmap to help your brand become the highest ranking and most trusted resource when they're searching for answers. So if you're ready to start getting better results from your marketing, and if you want a free demo of 919 Insights, reach out to Graham Chapman at 919-459-8157 or send them an email at gchapman at 919marketing.com to schedule your free demo today. So whether you're a franchisor, a franchisee, or just getting started in your first franchise business, make sure to check out 919 Marketing and tell them West Barefoot sent you. Now, let's drop into the episode. What if I told you there was a new franchise business opportunity in the car washing industry that you could start for a fraction of the cost of what it takes to start a traditional car washing business, and you could do it without using any water whatsoever. Well, that's exactly the business that my guest today, Emmett O'Brien, has started. His company is No H2O, and in this episode, he goes into great detail about the franchise business model that he's created over 15 years in the making. As Emmett shares, he's originally from Ireland. He is an ex-Formula One racer. And through his love for cars, he found a proprietary way to wash and detail cars without using any water whatsoever. He started franchising the business in Ireland in the UK over 10 years ago and is now bringing that franchise opportunity to the United States. So Emmett goes into a lot of detail about what makes his business, No H2O, so unique, 
both from a franchise opportunity standpoint as well as from the consumer standpoint. And he shares a lot of the experiences that he's had along the way to building this industry revolutionizing franchise opportunity. Trust me when I say you don't want to miss a single second of this episode. And this is one of the most exciting franchise opportunities I've been introduced to in quite some time. So please enjoy my interview with the founder and CEO of No H2O, Emmett O'Brien. Let's drop in. So I don't steal any of your thunder. Quickly tell the audience a little bit about yourself and, and you know your company that you're building and now franchising here in the U.S. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think uh, your audience will probably put two and two together and get my accent. So originally Irish, moved over from Ireland a couple of years back. And, and uh, yeah, we're, we're in, the, in the detailing industry, uh, predominantly uh, detailing and, and on-demand detailing. We're just a really versatile company. We're totally waterless, so we can wash and, and detail a car without any water, cleaning at any time, anywhere. So it's uh, very unique, and what we're really seeing, uh, we're seeing just a huge, uh, huge interest in, in in the business. You know, we're our our, our unique selling point is convenience, uh, but we do our bit for the environment, which is which is awesome as well. So it's uh, we're plugging into a few different areas, changing consumer habits in some ways, but. Um, we're doing something that's been done for a hundred years. We're just delivering it a little bit different to the market. Well, I think that's one of my favorite things about it is you're taking an, an age old industry that that's obviously a very prominent industry. I mean, you're washing cars, right? Everyone that has a car needs to get it washed at, at some point in time, but that industry hasn't changed. I mean, you know, there's been new technology for traditional car washes that have come out over the years, but the general business model where you have a, physical location that clients drive their car to wait in line to get their car washed that that business model is not changed in I don't know what 100 years or so yeah, yeah and, and so you guys are really revolutionizing and and tapping into I think what so many consumers want today which is more of that convenience factor that kind of on demand I know I've heard you talk a little bit about the technology and the apps that you've developed as being uber like and, and so I think it's it's a massive opportunity. And then there is the whole eco-friendly component to it, right? Where you're doing all of this, washing all of these cars without using any water whatsoever. And I'm sure some of the listeners out there, like I was when I first heard about this, are like, what the hell? How, how are they washing cars without water? So I want to make sure to give you a chance to um, talk a little bit about that as we get further into the conversation today. But super exciting opportunity. I was sharing with you before we started recording. I mean, I see hundreds and hundreds of franchise companies. Very rarely do I see one that I think is this unique and has as much potential as it does. And in my mind, there's a number of reasons for that. And I'm sure we'll kind of unpack all of that as we go. But uh, I don't think you even mentioned it. Tell the listeners the the name of the company. Yeah, that'd be a good start. Thank, thanks for talking about <laughs> that one. Yeah, so so the business is called No H2O. So it's all it's all in, in, in the brand. So no and then H2O is in no water. So it's uh it's it's just it's a very catchy uh, name, but also brand. Um it, it can be really translated into any language, which is uh which, which is one of the thought processes behind the actual creation of the brand. Um but yeah, no. As you you touched on a lot of uh, good points there, it's it's just it's it is revolutionary. Um, 
very new, but it's 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 not doing anything that hasn't been done. I mean, we're, yeah. we're washing detailing cars. We're just delivering it in, in such a different way. So uh, I'm sure we'll touch on that. But it's, uh, yeah, no, it's, as I say, it's, it's it's good to be here and, and happy to do a deep dive into where we came from, what we do and where we're going. I think that'd be, uh, be cool for your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's exactly what I want to get into and 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 share more about the the business model too because it's it's so revolutionary as we've said but it's also pretty damn simple when you break it down and for me you know in in a franchise opportunity i love simplicity right i mean I, the businesses that we own are very simplistic in terms of there's just not quite as much moving parts and pieces they're pretty low overhead businesses and I think no H2O checks those boxes as well. But, you know, before we really dive into the business and what the franchise opportunity looks like and how you guys are doing what you're doing, you know, share a little bit with the audience about your background and how you even got to this point, because I know a little bit of that story and and it's a pretty interesting story. So um, how did you get started as an entrepreneur in the first place? Yeah, that's a great one. And it's going back a while now, but um Prior to, to, to no H2O, I was a, a professional racing driver. So um, raced for nine years for, for some of the top manufacturers, did the world championship for two years, European championship for two years, and then uh, went into GT racing. So did uh, endurance racing, um, had a stint uh, driving for Ferrari. Um, so, you know, just uh, I went from from racing cars to washing cars, which uh, you know it, it it's funny in some in some respects. But what what racing taught me was how to build a brand. So mm. I was lucky enough to race in these world championships with the likes of BMW, the likes of VW, and you're you're basically um, you know racing driver is a marketing tool for for manufacturers. Yeah. And, really taught me how to uh, how to brand, um, how to present a brand, um, and just the professionalism of, of branding and how, how you've got to portray such a, a, a professional uh, brand for it to be attractive, not only for the, for the consumer, but then when we, when we got into franchising, um, you know, there, there's a lot behind it. And, and uh, you'll have seen, you know, as you say, hundreds of, of franchise systems before, and, and it's, it's all about the process. It's about the brand. Ultimately, for us, uh, yes, we're we're a, a car wash and, and predominantly detailing company. Um, but for us, it was it was all about uh, you know change and moving into convenience and making it easy for people to access mm-hmm. what we deliver. And and we do that through a number of different uh, a number of different forms, which we'll, which we'll get into. Um, but yeah, so prior life racing cars uh, around the world was uh, was an awesome uh, career. Had some good success in Europe. Uh, second in the European Championship in 2006. Wow. Third in the European Championship 2007. Um, then raced in in Scandinavia for a year for Team Coca Cola. So really was exposed to just awesome brands and how the, their attention to detail is like still nothing like I've ever come across. So I, I, I was like a sponge. I was, you know, taking in all that attention to detail and simple things like, you know, you're talking, you're doing a, an interview. You better make sure your race suit is zipped up to the top and, and the collar's over. Make sure all the brands are visible. Yeah, Start yeah. 
stand back two feet from the camera, you know, get as much as that. You're you're a walking billboard. And, sure. Uh, and and learning that, I, I I you know, I don't think any university could really teach you that. It was just practical on the on the hoof learning. So uh, yeah, very very privileged, very grateful. Um, and and that's really what started no H2O. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. And so I, I would imagine safe to say, one, you like to go fast, you like to win. Uh, and third, you're a bit of a car geek, I would imagine, you know, hence now starting a business that is centered around cars and, and vehicles. But so, I mean, as, as you're building this successful racing career that you had, at what point did you start thinking about, okay, what comes after racing? And at what point did you know that, you wanted to be an entrepreneur and you wanted to apply so much of what you were learning, you know, especially about branding and, and building brands to your own brand. Yeah, that that's, it's a good one. So I kind of knew that, you know, unfortunately racing doesn't last forever. Um, and it, it was getting tough. I mean, you know, the, the, the off track, I, I guess, off-track activities with sponsors and raising sponsorship and 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 putting budgets in place you're you're basically a lot of race drivers are like businessmen behind the scenes you know mm -hmm. you're trying to keep uh, sponsors please and and get longevity in contracts and and what have you and i just kind of knew that it wasn't going to go forever i mean i was good but but i i uh you know i wasn't i i, I wasn't the best in my category um, and I kind of had to realize that in some ways. I mean, I was good at jumping into lots of different cars and going relatively quick, um, you know, and I'd be, you know, more times than not at the sharp end, but uh, it was just, it was just getting trickier and trickier as, 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 uh, as you get a bit older as well. Um, and then we had the, the financial crash in, in the, you know, 2008, 2009, mm. got, got tough with sponsors for sure. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah. Still managed to keep it going, but um, I'd seen a product being being demonstrated at a racetrack, which was a waterless car wash product. Mm. Like everybody, I was skeptical. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think that's going to work. And um, you know, but I saw it working, and something a light bulb did go off in 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 my head. And I was in I was in Dublin city centre. And I used to um, I used to train with a with a clinic in in Dublin. Like it used to be uh, a, a, where, where my training used to happen, my physical training. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to park in the same parking lot. And uh, I said to the guy there, I said, why why don't you have uh, like detailing here or car wash or or anything in this parking lot? It's super busy all the time in a business district. And he was like, not they're not allowed to have water here because they, they, they've only got storm drains. So they're not allowed to have have any type of water in this in this parking lot mm. and then i was like ha i was like well maybe i can bring a solution to to that and one thing led to another we opened that was our first parking lot we still have it to this day wow um and and it was uh that's where it started was and and honestly did i think we would get as big or or grow as fast as we did no i i didn't i like my in my view i was going to set up some uh, some some car washes and uh, detailing centers in, in Dublin and and use this waterless product. Um, but you know after after a couple of years, I said, wow, I really I really think we got something bigger here, and and I'd like to explore franchising, which I knew nothing about. I mean, really, <laughs> and, and and honestly, I, I didn't know much about business going into even when I started my first one. So 
it was a baptism of fire, but um, you learn pretty quickly when you're when you're thrown in at the deep end. And and I've only myself to blame. I threw myself in at the deep end, so uh, I had to learn pretty quick. And and uh, but I never forget our first ever customer. I, I never forget it. Um, he he drove in. I still remember the car. It was it was a Mercedes CLS AMG, and I thought really nice car. Yeah. Pull yeah. on for pull on for a flooring, and he was like. Uh, he dropped it in for, for 150 euro at the time. That was our first ever job. And, and he said, uh, he said, uh, I love this. Is it a franchise that you've, that you bought from America mm. or, and, and I was like, no, no, this is an Irish company. You're our first customer. We just set this up. And he was like, it looks really like a franchise. So that was kind of the first, that was you know, a light bulb moment, huh? Well, it was. I mean, we didn't franchise for a couple of years, but but for for our first customer to say that uh, that we looked that sharp and we looked like a franchise is pretty cool. So it's definitely definitely sowed a seed. Definitely sowed a seed with us. Yeah, well, a testament to everything you learned about good branding too. Yeah. You know, for you to be that early on, because look, man, I've seen a lot of franchises over the years that you know are now fairly mature franchise systems and their branding, you know, is good. But if you see like the earliest versions of logos and color schemes and just the, the brand is like, Oh my God, how did they ever get, get off the ground? Yeah. Um, so that's, so that's really interesting. And, and I think it's fascinating that you still have that very first location as well. So what time frame was that, that you started that first location in Dublin? That was 2007. Okay. So that, uh, that, that's going back a while now. Yeah. Well, and to me, that's, you know, especially here in the United States, it's one of the things that makes the no H2O opportunity so interesting, right? Is you've got a track record, right? You are fairly established at this point. It's just new to the U.S. And, you know, I see a lot of franchises, as I've already mentioned, some of which that I get introduced to are, are what I would consider emerging franchise companies, right? They're, they're pretty new. You know, they were recently founded doesn't mean they're not a good opportunity. They're just inherently more risky than, you know, a more established, more mature franchise system that has a track record that has, you know, hundreds of franchisees already operating for someone investigating that franchise opportunity. There's just a lot more data that they can dig into to really understand the opportunity. I think if we're talking United States for no H2O, it's a beautiful combination of, all of the benefits that you can get with an emerging franchise, right? Territory availability is still, you know, for the most part, wide open. It's a chance to get in ground floor with a company that, as we've said, is revolutionizing a, a very old established industry uh, using some cool technology and, and, you know, saving the planet or at least helping to save yeah. the planet in the process. But you also get to benefit from, the the history that you do have so at what point did you start franchising the business because i know you first franchised in ireland and then i believe the uk before even thinking about coming over to the united states yeah i mean we started franchising in, in 2012 um okay you know so we we had some track record of just running the business ourselves earning out the kinks uh, franchising in Europe is, is is a lot different than the US, though, and, and that's yep. uh, 
it, it's 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 unregulated uh, to the large extent. So mm-hmm. that's good and bad. It allows you for a fast rollout, but it also allows a lot of uh, what I call them jokers into the market, and, and uh, <laughs> yep. that that can be to the de- to to the detriment of good brands. Um, yes. So the US actually, even though there's a there's a there's a ton of red tape. I think it's better because it keeps the really uh, weak brands out of the market to some extent. Yeah. Um, and you you got to invest. I mean, the, the investment we've made in OHO USA is 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 big. And yeah, but, no doubt we're, we're going the right way. And 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 it's it's all for the longevity of the brand. I mean, we've got a, a great brand history, and our our first franchisees are still with us um, in in Europe. So. Uh, and and they've they've had, they've had a tough year. Europe has been more restricted than uh, than the US, but still with us and still going strong, and will continue to grow in Europe. But the I, I guess for me, the main focus for the, as a founder and CEO, I've got an amazing team in Europe uh, handling that. But for me, the focus is, is the, the United States for the next five uh, seven years, really to to grow it into a household name and and. You know, just make it accessible and get people using it. And you know, we've got a massive uh, customer retention rate where people use us; they don't go anywhere else. And and I think that's that's the disruptive part in us. Yeah, absolutely. So again, such a cool opportunity as we sit here. What we're early August 2021 as we record this. My guess is, you know, this time next year, if not sooner, the landscape's going to look very different in terms of what no H2O's footprint in the U.S. looks like. But as we record this, I think it's an amazing opportunity. And we're going to get into more of the the science behind how you actually wash cars without water. We're going to get into more of the business model. But just in terms of territory availability, this kind of ground floor opportunity here in the U.S., but with a franchisor that's got sounds like close to 10 years of franchising experience plus five years at least prior to franchising. I mean, that's that's a pretty good track record. Very, very different from most of the, what I would categorize as emerging franchise opportunities that someone would have the ability to investigate here in the United States. So that's a key part of why No H2O piqued my interest the way that it did, because it's pretty rare that you, know, you find that type of opportunity here in the United States. A lot of times it kind of goes the other way where something starts here in the States and then at some point they focus on developing internationally. So so that's a key takeaway for the listeners in terms of why I think this is such an interesting opportunity today. Wes here. You may have noticed there's a franchising theme to this podcast and that's because franchising has had a massive impact on my life and it's the very reason I'm walking my own path to freedom. In fact, one of my companies is a franchise consulting company where I work with people to help them understand franchising and determine if it might be a good fit for them. And if it is something they want to explore, then I help them navigate the entire investigative process and ultimately find a franchise business that's a great match for them. You know, the fact of the matter is there are thousands and thousands of franchise businesses out there today. And like anything, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Even out of the many, many great franchise companies, not every one of them would necessarily be a good fit for you. You know, buying a franchise is a huge decision and you don't want to wing it. I've helped many people buy franchise businesses over the years and my wife and I have bought and owned franchises today and we plan to keep investing in franchise businesses. 
I love helping people understand this process and help them find a business that's going to be a great fit for them and help them accomplish their goals and ultimately create that freedom in their life that we're all looking for. The best part of all of this is that my services are free to the people I work with. And while I do love to contribute to charities and other great causes, I'm not a nonprofit. I'm compensated by the franchise companies I work with when I introduce them to someone that ends up becoming one of their franchisees. It's very similar to real estate, but with franchises. I have the privilege of working with hundreds and hundreds of the best franchise companies out there across practically every industry. So I can be absolutely confident that when I recommend someone to look at a franchise company, I'm introducing them to a very credible and proven company with a solid business model and great support. So if you think you might be interested in learning more about franchising and seeing if it might be right for you, I'd love to speak with you. Get in touch with me by email at wes at path2freedom.com, path, the number two, frdm.com. And also check out my website at pathtofreedom.com, spelled the same way, where I've got a ton of resources, both franchise and non-franchise related, that will help you start down your own path to freedom. And of course, subscribe to and follow the podcast for more great advice about business ownership. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in speaking with me, please share this podcast with them. Thanks for listening to my shameless plug. Now let's drop back into the episode. Let's get to the question I know every listener is still scratching their head trying to figure out, and that is how the hell are you guys washing cars without any water? Yeah, it's, uh, and look, sometimes because we're so close to it, we forget, you know, we're, we're like, it's so normal <laughs> to us now. Um, but yeah, it's it's really an incredible product. So it, it, it comes in a spray form. So you, you spray it onto the car panel by panel. Um, so you might spray the, uh, the front fender and a door and a window. Um, it, it's a liquid product. It emulsifies the dirt. So it, it lands on the car. It penetrates the dirt. There's a positive charge in the product and a negative charge in the microfiber cloth. So if you get a, ever get a microfiber cloth and, and you rub it together, you rub it on the back of your arm, it'll create static. Yep. So that pulls the, the, the dirt off the car and leaves a polymer finish behind. Mm. No scratching, no damage. In, in the length of time we're in business since 2007, we've never had a claim for, for damage or a scratch to car. So, you know, and we have cleaned millions of cars at this stage. It, it's, uh, it's a really unique uh, product, leaves an amazing finish. And, and uh, that's what allows us to be so versatile in, in the fact that we can wash car anywhere, anytime, don't need water to source, don't need drainage. Um, so yeah, the product itself is, is uh, you know, it, it speaks for itself. It, it is one of those things you almost got to see it to believe it, but it's, um, the, you know, detailing in, in the US and car washing in the US is a huge industry. Yeah. And now they're beginning to recognize that waterless is, uh, it, it, it's actually, it, it does what it says in the tin. Um, you know, there was a lot of pushback to, for, for it for years from existing uh, car wash, particularly the car wash industry, but not so much detailers. Detailers have really adopted the product because it makes their job easier. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, been a, it's been a really interesting road and got to educate some people. But let me tell you a funny fact was a lot of our customers do not even realize we're waterless. They just oh, see, really? they just see car wash and detailing. They don't exactly put the name together. They, sure. they, yeah. they pull the H two O out of the name. They don't even realize it's waterless. 
you know so it's uh they just want the job done and they come back and and uh you know 10 times out of 10 they're blown away with the results so so it's uh it is interesting that a, a lot of our customers still don't know that we're waterless we just that is interesting that yeah. is interesting so for those customers it's really all about the convenience and we'll we'll talk here in a moment about you know how you guys are are making it so convenient for people to get their cars washed and detailed um, and then, you know, assuming at some point they realize, oh, wow, they did this without even using any water. That's just kind of like the icing on the cake because they can, you know, at least for a day or so feel good about their contributions to, uh, you know, a cleaner environment. But um, that is an interesting point. Uh, but I could actually see it now. It makes sense because I know a big part of your model is setting up these pop up locations. And so a lot of it's just someone pulls up, sees someone else getting their car washed and detailed. And they're like, Hey, I need to get my car washed and detailed. So they get in line. Um, and it, it was interesting, you know, talking about some of the pushback that you've, you've had, or just, you know, having to educate consumers in the market on, uh, how you can wash cars without water, the benefits. Um, we were at a conference a couple of weeks ago, got to meet in person. And I actually got to meet one of your U S franchisees as well. Uh, from out in Los Angeles. And he's telling me a little bit of his story and how he got involved with you guys. But he owns what I would call traditional car washes or his family yeah. owns, if, if I remember correctly. And, and that was fascinating to me because I'm like, all right, here's a guy that's already in the car washing and detailing business. Sounded like he had been for quite some time. And he got exposed to no H2O learned about the franchise opportunity was like, man, this is something I've got to get involved in. And so it was very interesting to me hearing him talk about some of the differences in his traditional car wash business versus his no H2O franchise. And, and this is something that maybe didn't click with me initially. You know, at first I heard waterless car washing. So I'm thinking like, OK, well, great thing to market, right? Because these days, yeah. so many people are focused on, you know, helping the environment and being more eco-friendly and green and all of that. So that's kind of initially where my head went when I heard waterless car washing. Sure. But then as I heard you talk a little bit more and some of your franchisees talk, I, it kind of dawned on me, like the fact that you don't have to have water makes this business a lot easier from a logistical standpoint. And it allows you to be mobile. And that's a big part of how you're bringing the convenience to the client. So talk to us a little bit more about that. Why does not having water make it logistically less challenging to run the business? And, and what are some of the key things that you've built into the business model to really focus on bringing convenience to your clients? Yeah, yeah, great, great uh, starting question. So I guess, I guess the accessibility to the car wash business um, has been difficult for somebody who wants to get into the business. Uh, for what reason? Primarily the cost. So yeah. the cost of, of, of a big drive-through tunnel car wash can range anywhere from two to three million up up to up to, up to north of, of seven million. Yeah. It, it can yeah. be incredibly expensive and, and uh not accessible. Um so we have we have just you know cut the legs off that model if if you like and, and it's it's um you know we've made it you know, there are lots of good car washes out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm living, let live. Lots of really, uh, really beautiful looking standalone car washes, but mm -hmm. they're prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's quite an expensive operating model. And, and 
Now there's a, a lot of consolidation in that industry where private equity is going in and buying it up for the land. Um, so that, that says a lot to you where, where that's going. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that we're waterless, I mean, you know, we're in, in no H2O, we're, we're pretty much all petrol heads. We, we love our cars. We like our, we like our big engines, but we see where it's going and, and a lot of great, you know, EVs coming on the market and we're supportive of that. And it's a big part of our business, but waterless is a byproduct or, or the environment is a byproduct of what we do as in saving, we save 35 gallons of fresh water per car wash, which is that, that's significant. Um, wow. You, you know, we just opened a new location in, in, in LA, uh, literally just over two months ago. I just sent them the figures on, on Friday in that time we've saved nearly 40,000 gallons of fresh water. Wow. Like just, just, just do, 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 just imagine that in a gallon, in gallon jugs, yeah. you can imagine how many of those that is. And, and uh, just so, so that's, massive. The kind of, that's the kind of impact, like positive impact in the environment. And it's real. I mean, okay, look, there, there's for years, there's been pushback. Is there environmental challenges for sure? Like, Last week in California alone, they've uh, they're restricting water to to the Californian farmers. That's that's a big move. That sure. that, yeah. that affects supply chain, uh, food supply chain. Yeah, way way more important than car washing. So um, so I think I think the environment is under just not not that I think I know the environment's under huge uh, just pressure and and we're doing our bit to to assist with that. But that that as I say is a byproduct of what we do. We're Yes, we're environmentally um, savvy business, and, and we're we're doing more than our bit to to save water. Um, but our our as I said, our our unique selling point is convenience and getting back to the car wash owner or a franchisee or a potential franchisee. They can open up a location in a mall, um, in an airport. Uh, it's a pop up location. It could be installed within you know our pop up tents can be installed, opened within fifteen minutes. Our more standalone within a parking lot, say within a parking lot garage, can be installed within two to three hours. And that's a full-time location um, within an airport terminal or a multi-story parking garage. Um, we're just so accessible. It's a plug and play um, opportunity. And it's a multiple of those. So the franchisees we're looking for are empire builders, people yeah. who get scalability, um, not necessarily your owner operator, um, although we do have some owner operators in our system. Uh, awesome guys, but we're looking more for the, you know, buy multiple territories and expand it, into many locations, into many malls, airports, business parks. Um, and then as you've touched on, Wes, we, we've, we've got an app. So you've got your locations. And then outside of that, we don't want just that piece of the pie. We want the whole pie. So we... we uh developed an app we've got our in-house team um and it basically works like uber for for car wash and detailing so um you know we see a higher spend on on the app this we would go to people's houses or people's offices they go on the app they they call the service on the app it's on demand they don't even have to meet the detailers we're like car wash ninjas you know we we go (laughs) perform perform the service uh as long as we get access to the inside of the car we see our, our detailing, uh, that's that's really a detailing play. Um, mm. And we see our, our average spend per customer is high on that. It's, it's, it's about, it ranges, depending on territory, from 
$88 right up to 105 uh, per service. And we're building a subscription service into that. So we'll take the actual the actual thought of car wash and detailing away from the customer. We'll just basically make it automatic where on subscription. So, you know, we'll send Wes a, a text message on a Friday evening. Hey, Wes, we're going to be at your house tomorrow between 10 and 12. Please make sure the car is open. Um, and that's your subscription service. You don't have to think about it anymore. Clean car all the time. Uh, that That's what we're about. Man, I, I love it for, for a number of reasons, right? I mean, you know, as a business owner, I love it because with these pop-up locations, like you said, you can really scale, right? And and you're looking right. for franchise owners that that's the goal, right? They're looking to build a business that's much larger than just themselves. They're looking for, for scalability. And so you need people that have the business acumen as well as the capital to do that. But again, we're talking a fraction of the capital that would be needed to you know, develop multiple of these standalone drive-through car washes. I know a guy in, in the town I live in, he's got four of them. And they're great businesses for him now. But I mean, I think he told me he's got three million into each of them. Right. So for his four car washes or, or I can't remember if he's got three or four, but you're talking nine to 12 million in that yeah. business. And, you know, he's getting an ROI, but it was a very long road to starting yeah. to see any sort of a positive ROI. And this is a guy that's that's built significant wealth for himself. Right. And And so to your point, getting into that type of business has been prohibitive for many, many people in the past just due to the the capital that's needed. And then they're expensive to run. I would venture to say, I, I may not be accurate on this, but I would venture to say that one of the biggest costs that any traditional car wash owner has on their profit and loss statement is the actual water that they're using. And and so- Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely getting there. Definitely yeah. water, water is is- you know, it's not infinite, even though, you know, people think we can pull it from the oceans and it rains. It's not infinite. There are droughts coming our way that are way worse than what we're seeing right now. And water is going to get way, way more expensive. And people don't really get it until water stops coming out of their, out of their faucet. That, that's when that's when it really hit people. But it, it's it's getting more expensive to to make water. And it's not necessarily um you know, there isn't an, an abundance of water anyway, but water that you pull from a source needs to be cleaned and treated. When it goes back into the drainage system, it again needs to be cleaned and treated. And then you've got the infrastructure problem of all the piping and the cracked pipes, the amount of water yeah. we're losing. So yeah. there, there is, I won't bore you with the details, but there is a whole water, um, you know, infrastructure issue. Sure. That be rectified these systems have been in place and they were awesome at the time they served as well but uh, it's and this isn't just the us by the way this is pretty much globally um and those, those systems are breaking down now and, and it's that that's that's a real threat so what can we do car washing is not an essential need it's it's a want and um you know we can just do it without water so that that is a good saving and i, I think i think people are becoming more aware of the environment and and rightly so i mean guys we've, we've got an opportunity now to look after the the earth you know they're talking about i laugh sometimes they're talking about populating mars and you know going to different planets i'm like well let's let's start looking after our own planet first we might not have to have to look that far you know so. that, yeah exactly right i mean it's like that's that's a long shot to populate mars where there's so much that we could do here at home to uh to address some of the the issues, but you know, I, I think what you're doing at No H2O is is so 
valuable, but it's also just cool because I think like the everyday person, you know, wouldn't argue that, hey, we need to take better care of our planet. But I also think the everyday person is going to scratch their head a little bit and say, but what can I do? Right. You know, I'm not really in a position to to make like global changes or, or, you know, really shift anything in a big way. They can start washing their car without water. That's that's an easy way for someone to help. And all the things that you've talked about already in terms of just the convenience that goes with it. Like I think about my wife. She drives a beautiful SUV. Uh, We have two young kids. She runs a business. She's busy as hell, right? She's got a a monthly subscription to one of these drive-through car washes where I think she can go as many times a month as she wants for for whatever the monthly fee is. But this is one where you got to go. There's usually a line. You're waiting in line. And then if you want to do anything to the inside of the car, which with two young kids is where the real work has to happen. It's filthy. You know, you yeah. got to get out. You got to vacuum everything out. Maybe she has the kids with her. Maybe she doesn't. My point is, you know how many times she uses this unlimited subscription a month? I'd say once every two months. <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah. once a quarter, maybe yeah. once a quarter. I've told her numerous times. I'm like, just cancel this. You're not using it. But it's it's a time thing, right? And I, I think it was either you or one of your franchisees. I heard the example when you were talking about the convenience of it using the app is like, so think about a busy mom or even a dad with a couple of kids. They know they're going to be at, I don't know, Whole Foods or somewhere doing the, the yeah. grocery shopping. They're going to be there for at least an hour. Literally, you can schedule someone to show up at Whole Foods, wash your car, detail it, whatever you want to have done while you're in there doing your grocery shopping, something you were going to do anyways, you come out, your car's clean, it's detailed, it's ready to go, but you didn't miss a beat in your day. It's that's Yeah, it's that convenience, and you nailed it, Wes, it's that convenience, killing two birds with one stone, even if you're you're at home, and this is where our subscription model comes into it. I mean, look, it's, it's great. There are some subscription models out there where you can get your car washed every single day if you want. Um... Believe it or not, people people don't. You'll get to some users that do, and and uh, but no, it's it's still it's. I look at it from you know sitting at your kitchen table to getting in your car to drive into the car wash to queuing to getting out and vacuuming and and coming home. You're looking at an hour to ninety minutes. Yeah, uh, I mean nobody really gets excited about doing that and unless you're like me. I'm a bit sad. I love to clean my own car, and it's a bit like therapy for me. But uh, but no, I mean, the, we're, we're plugging into that convenience. You, it, look, you could do everything via your phone now. You can order Uber Eats. You can order your Uber ride. You can book your flight. You can book your holiday. You can do everything from your device. These things yep. have changed, changed the world. We're like, we haven't done anything super revolutionary. We're just plugging into that convenience model and allowing people access, you know, Brand in the hand, that's, that's what we call it. It's, and and that's, that's an app within your phone. Um, you can do everything else pretty much through the phone as in service-based. Yep. So we, we've, just, uh, we've just accelerated that. And, and look, there's room for everybody in this. It's a big market. And, and we, we were, again, even down to our franchisees and selection of our franchisees. And even when they staff up, we, our, our operations manual says, you know, uh, we employ a smile because we can train the rest. And, and it's it's just a different delivery of, of what we're trying to do in, in, car, in, in car washing and detailing. Um, but yeah, I think uh, 
you know, the love for the automobile is here. And, and as long as that stays here, people spend on, on their car. And we're just a, we're another service delivering it. In, and I feel obviously I'm biased because I'm the founder, but I, I really believe we're delivering it in a better way and an environmental way and, and uh, a nicer way for the consumer. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, I think what you guys are doing is you're you're kind of looking at like how are consume consumers becoming used to purchasing products and service that they use. And then you've kind of found an industry that has not yet been disrupted by technology. Like you said, you got Uber, you got Uber Eats. I had a guy on the podcast months ago. He's developed an app which is basically like Uber, but it's for your lawn care services, right? So you can go on the app, find someone to come show up and mow your yard and take care of it. And if you like them, then you can go to like a recurring type model. Um, You know, he, he created a 10 figure lawn care business. And then he kind of said the same thing you said. He's like, I just looked around at how are consumers wanting to purchase products and services and let's bring that to them for lawn care. You're doing the yeah. same for car washing. And, and I mean, you, you touched on it earlier on. I mean, the, 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 the cost of, of a brick and mortar uh, car washing. Again, I, I'm not bashing these guys. I mean, you've got some great businesses out there. But, you know, for the cost of, say, say a, an entry level, say, say just the, a, one of the bigger ones at $3 million, you can, you can have a franchise of ours for 5% of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's, and, and that, that's a turnkey business, your first location, the app localized to your area. Um, so, you know, the, the, the numbers are there. And, and then if you buy multiple territories, you're still at a, a fraction of, um, you know, what, what you would spend on a normal car wash. And, and look again, not bashing them. I mean, I, I think there's some great brands out there, but uh, we're just doing it differently and we're making it again, accessible. Um, and doing a lot of the right things around that so it's it you know the name of the game for us is to get customer acquisition people using it talking about it um and, and they they tend to love what they what they see and use um so i think you know for a lot of for a lot of reasons i think we're in the right place at the right time which which is you know you need a bit of luck along the way as well which which i think i think we're getting but and the, the environmental um, pressures, uh, the convenience, people just want convenience right now. Um, and also, you know, the, the brand, our, our brand is pretty cool to look at and it's uh, it's pretty sexy brand. So I, I it think definitely a, is. Yeah. I mean, your website looks great. The the branding, um, you know, you've referenced the, the pop up tents, you know, they look great. Um, so, yeah, I think the branding is spot on. And and look, I know I've only got you for a couple more minutes, so couple things I'd like to hit on because I've I've been talking to people about, you know, this particular franchise. Again, it's one I'm very excited about. Um, I, I even told my wife a few months ago when I first heard about you guys, I was like, hey, I think I found the next franchise that we need to own. And she gave me one of those looks that like you never want to get from your wife because we have uh, a four year old and eight month old and two franchises, one of which we started earlier this year. Um, so she's already told me you've a few got, times, like four babies, that's what you're telling me. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah. So anyway, I've, she's kind of forbidden me to like, even talk about starting another business for the next year or two, but I get tempted when I see stuff like this. Um, but what I like about it is, is the scalability, right? I mean, we talked about how the investment is a fraction of what it would be for a traditional car wash. And yeah, depending on the number of territories someone may start with, 
depending on how aggressive they want to get with these pop-up locations and some of that, obviously there's going to be more capital required to build some of this out. But again, it's a fraction of what we're talking about in traditional car washes. So even looking at this business model on a single territory basis, I mean, the scalability is almost, there's no ceiling. Whereas on a traditional car wash, like even if you had unlimited demand, you can only run so many cars through per day, right? There's a ceiling, you know, it may be a fairly high ceiling, but there's a ceiling and you really don't have that with your model. Could you quickly give us a few examples? Cause I was blown away when I started hearing some of the places that your franchisees have these pop-up locations and even some more permanent locations where they're signing like 12 month contracts and stuff. Cause to me, this is where the business, like my will started turning when I started hearing some of this, I'm like, holy shit, there are so many different angles that you could work in terms of just driving business. So give us some examples of like what your franchisees are already doing with some of these locations. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you got, um, we're opening in LA, uh, in Caruso, which they're probably the fine, some of the finest properties in, in, in the U S uh, that they're retail malls. So opening, opening there. And, and, uh, you know, our, you know, again, we, we provide a car wash service, but really we're detailing on the lower end of detailing. So our, our, our average spend is 60 to hundred bucks. That's, that's what we focus on. Um, okay. and, and that's, you know, that, that's the business model. You know, we, we provide that, uh, interior and exterior service that, you know, people are happy to pay between 60 and hundred, depending on the level of detail. But yeah, I mean, uh, that franchisee is doing 20 to 25 cars a day. Um, just doing really, really well. We're, we're open in the Apple uh, in Silicon Valley. Uh, we provide services to Apple and all the Apple employees, um, which here is a, it's just a quick, good story. But, you know, basically the, the, that was unplugged basically when, when COVID hit, you know, Apple stopped working at the offices. Right. Sent right. Guys home. So what do we do as a company? We pivoted straight away. And we use that customer um, database that we had from servicing the Apple clients and offered them the on-demand service. So all those clients migrated into our on-demand app and we started providing services at their houses. And there you go. Whatever. And that was, that was for me, one of the proudest moments of last year to show that the, yes, the business is, 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 is hit and hit hard because we can't go to the offices, but we've pivoted onto the app and we made it happen. And that was within uh, five days we had managed to flip that around so that franchisee kept okay the level of business dropped for sure but, yeah but it, it grew steadily over the months and and now um now we'll provide uh services to all of the Apple employees whereas we we're only providing service to a number of buildings so that that's the kind of you know we're we're that versatile that if we had a big huge brick and mortar there's nothing we could do you know nope. it, it, it's it you're you're stuck and so you got we a big able, fat lease payment that you're paying every month. Exactly. So we were we were able to pivot, and and that's that's the thing about our business. Where you know we we can pivot pretty quickly, and and um you know it's it's uh they're just two two nuggets of information. You know, Crusoe, Apple, uh, will go into I heard some of the Tesla models. charging stations. You've got some of these set up at Tesla charging stations. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, parking garages at airports and, and, you know, office complexes. I mean, my mind goes to like working with companies that have fleets and don't want to have to pull their fleets off the road during the day. 
Yeah, I, I think this this might sum it up really, really well, hopefully. We bring the car wash to the car instead of bringing the car to the car wash. Yeah. So we we go to where there's a lot of cars and uh that that works that works really well for us. Impulse buy, um, you know, but it's uh look, we're just we're just scratching the surface here in the US and and uh I'm I'm excited to build it into this into this big brand and and again a brand of longevity. You know, we've uh we're not as I call it a flash buying operation where we're big for a year and then not heard of again. We're 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 here for the long run and and uh you know, we've been welcomed, not just me, but my family and the business from welcome to the US, like unbelievable reception. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been awesome. So uh, yeah, it's, it's been a good journey so far, but we're only really beginning our US journey. Yeah, man. Well, I'm excited and uh, couldn't be happier for, for the success that you've had so far, but looking forward to watching you and no H2O have continued success and uh, I'll definitely be sending good people your way when the opportunity presents itself, because this is a business that I think has a massive amount of potential. So, um, Emmett, really appreciate you coming on and, and sharing a little bit about No H2O. Real quickly, before I let you go, where can people connect with you? Where can people learn more about No H2O? Where can they get the app if they want to be clients? Tell us kind of where where people can learn more. Sure. Um, so they, they can go on our website uh no h2o.com. Um I'm on LinkedIn, so I'm 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 uh, I'm uh, easily contactable and uh the app is no h2o on demand. It's uh won't be live in every territory, but it's certainly in the app store, it's it's on Android and it's it's on uh the Apple store. And uh and hey Wes, I feel we could have talked for hours. So uh I, I don't think this would be my last time on on your on your show and, and thanks for having me. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, ton of stuff we, we got to catch up on. So uh, no doubt there, there's a lot, lot more we could have gotten into today. Um, and so we'll definitely have you on for round two. Maybe we'll have you on later this year so you can give us an update on the growth that No H2O has had since uh, having you on today. But again, Emmett, really appreciate it, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And uh, thanks for dropping in here on the Path to Freedom podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wes. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.